Covenant Eyes audience. Welcome back to the Covenant Eyes podcast. I am Karen Potter, one of the hosts of this amazing podcast. And of course, as always, joined by Brandon Clark. Brandon, how's it going over in Minnesota today? Uh, we're doing really good today in Minnesota. And, you know, I think our listeners are going to be doing really good, too, when we introduce the topic for today, because I know we have a lot of parents who are listening. So this is going to be one that they're going to want to listen to, pay attention to, follow up with, because, you know, the world moves at 110 miles an hour, doesn't it, Karen? Uh, yeah, pretty Maybe much all the time. Sometimes. Never stop. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Um, and it's so tough to keep up with the latest trends in technology and applications. And so we're going to dive into a lot of that today because there's a company out there that's mission is just to keep up with all of it, which I'm really excited about. Yeah, it's going to be great. And as parents, Brandon, you know, you're a parent, I'm a parent. We know the challenges that are out there and, and we work for a technology company that helps yeah. equip people as well. And it's tough for us. So I can only imagine what it's like for everyone else out there. Today's conversation is going to be cool because we have joining us Brock Murphy. He has a really cool background and I really want to dive into. He's done some work in the agriculture industry, the White House, SpaceX, like, oh my gosh, Brock, talk to us a little bit about your background and tell us a little bit about how you got started with your organization. Absolutely. And and thank you again for having me. Um, and, and so really, I, I've got a pretty heavy government background. So at an early age, um, made, made trips out to DC and, and that really ignited the fire and passion for policy and, uh, very quickly went to Texas A&M for school, uh, intern on Capitol Hill, intern at the White House, graduated a year early from A&M and went back full time to the office of management and budget, uh, where I kind of focused on federal financial management federal procurement policy, and then kind of created a niche looking at um, kind of adversarial nations and their impact on our on our education system. Um, so really fascinating, fascinating stuff there. Uh, and, and definitely saw kind of the impact that policy has on, on especially on, in the education realm and impacts so many families, obviously. Um, and so that, that kind of started sparking that passion as well, but I uh, ended up leaving the White House and uh, wanted to go to a high-tech company and, and went over to SpaceX in Brownsville, Texas, and worked for Elon for a little bit and, and learned a ton, some of what not to do for sure. But, but uh, <laughs> the, the algorithm that he kind of instills in all of his employees is still with us at Parent Protect today. Um, and kind of step one is question dumb requirements. Uh, that's what he always pushed us to do. And, uh, step two is delete processes, delete parts and all that. So trying to simplify as much we can. Um, but long story short, in early 2021 had kept being approached by parents and teachers and administrators, uh, with questions that they had about technology. And quickly realized that there was kind of that disconnect between what parents hope they know about technology and what these platforms can actually be used for. Um, and also realizing that these companies don't make it easy on families, despite them having the crazy hectic schedules, they make it as hard as possible for a family to go in and put time restrictions in place or 
hide explicit content and, and more on that. So um, that really motivated us at Parent Protect to, to kind of make it easier for families to get uh, up-to-date information on the platforms that their kids are exposed to and kind of helping them understand what they can do to keep their kids safe. Um, and also kind of the other side of that is understanding what platforms and devices are out there that can make their lives a lot easier, like Covenant Eyes. Um, so that's yeah. a quick rundown on on Parent Protect in my background. That's awesome. You know, I just got to say really quick, Brock, uh, that there are a lot of people out there with your intelligence and your gifts that don't use them for good. So I'm thankful that you're on our side and fighting for parents, fighting for families, fighting for really souls. You know, we, we don't want to lose anybody to, especially like what we deal with pornography. And so being able to be on the front lines and, and helping that and keep up with the latest and the greatest, well, I don't know if some, some of the technology probably isn't the greatest, but the latest technology is really great. I want to talk just a little bit about that for a minute because new technology is constantly coming out, new applications. We're in a world of artificial intelligence. Can you just talk about from what you've been hearing from the parents and school side? What, what are some of the problems that are arising with things like that? Uh, that's a great question. And, and, Number one, I'd say is a lot of these platforms aren't built for children. Um, and so kind of with that and bring in the policy nerd that I am, um, back in 1998, they passed the Children's Online Privacy Protection Act, uh, that should ban and restrict companies from collecting data on children under the age of 13. Also kind of adding measures for children over 13, but, but really focused on protecting those ages. And obviously, all of these platforms make it really easy to lie about the age when they sign up. And so, I mean, I mean, even I made a Facebook account years ago, and I don't think I was of age, but just scrolled up a little bit more and uh, updated a couple of years ago. But um, it's just so easy, and 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 really, um, things kind of going along that line. It's interesting to look at the purpose or the reason why these platforms were built to begin with. Uh, because even in an interview, the founder of Snapchat, one of the founders of Snapchat said that he created the platform so that he could send pictures to girls that disappeared. Um, and so you've got to think of the motivation and kind of the reason why these platforms are being built. Um, luckily with, Unluckily, the Children's Online Privacy Protection Act it passed in 1998 is very out of date. Luckily, though, there are bills going through Congress right now to kind of add measures that help promote and protect children um, and create a little bit more accountability with that. One of them being the uh, Kids Online Pri- Kids Online Safety Act um, that is being blocked by a couple different different groups. One of which the big tech companies that have large lobbying efforts um, as well as the ACL, ACLU, which kind of shocked me that they were um, hmm. pushing up against kind of these restrictive kind of accountability measures for big companies. But so number one, I'd say not built for kids. Number two is just like you said, these platforms are changing so often. And what you see with Twitter uh, right now is there's a rush for these companies to create kind of the mega platform that has every feature built into it. 
that can just drive everyone only on their platform. And so uh, like Twitter is about to launch job listings on the platform. And so what will that change? Uh, I know there's a lot being pushed for payments and all of that processing within the app too. And just last week, we saw the launch of the Threads app through Instagram. Um, And so I I think we're going to see kind of the continued um, innovation or uh, continue updating and adding new features for all of these platforms, um, which again, aren't going to be built for children. Um, The other kind of two things I'd say is I feel like nowadays we're numb to extreme content, whether it be Mm -hmm. sexual content or violence or um, foul language. I scrolled through Netflix the other day and the type of content that's available to everyone if there aren't any parental controls is is crazy. Um, and, And even I was watching something the other day and wanted to change it because it was just way too foul and extreme that I wanted to watch. Um, but the only thing I'd say is there, there's kind of that fine line that I'm seeing too, is between kind of being over restrictive and then, uh, also giving children the freedom that they based on their age and maturity deserve. Um, because I've, I've seen so many friends that I went to high school with and, and kids now today that had really, really restrictive parents in high school and grade school. But once they hit college and are on their own, they then kind of go off the deep end. Um, so that, that's the only other thing that I'd say. But but obviously, not built for children, changing so often, and we're kind of numb to the extremes nowadays, for sure. Brock, I think you bring up a really good point. Actually, a couple good points there that, you know, it's hard as a parent to accept this sometimes, but we have to that those platforms are not for our children. Like we, we hear, you know, all the other kids at school are using these things and all this pressure as parents, you know, we don't want our kids to be the outcast, but those platforms really are not designed for our children. And I think age appropriateness is so, so important. And it's, you know, we get questions that covenant eyes all the time. Like, what is the right time to give your kid a cell phone? When should they use Twitter and Facebook and, you know, Snapchat? And, you know, more so than when is the right time, it's really understanding your your children because every child matures differently, right? And yeah. then in addition to that, you know, some kids are ready to take driver's training at 15 and some aren't, you know, the same applies with our technology. So I'm so glad that you guys are out there fighting for parents and trying to help them and empower them. It sounds like you also do a lot of advocacy. Um, are you guys also, you know, helping parents uh, lobby their Congress and, you know, senators and House of Rep people and, and get changes to policies that, you know, can protect our families? Or is that just something that you do in your spare time? So, uh- with it being a passion of mine, that that is an area that we're trying to also kind of ramp up. Um, we we've had a lot of conversations recently with families who have heartbreakingly had crazy things happen, whether it be getting a Xanax delivered to their mailbox, laced with fentanyl, and their son passes away, all the way to being cyber bullied and the school not reporting it to the families, um, and then he commits suicide. Um, and so we're definitely seeing a lot and in, in having these heartbreaking conversations with families that we're trying to help as much as possible to get them in the room with 
decision makers and lawmakers because uh, unfortunately a lot of them aren't going to listen unless uh, it kind of touches closer to home for them. But also, unfortunately, we can't rely on the companies to make these changes because it's going to impact how much money they make. And so really, it's only going to take change in D.C. and really rallying all together to actually make things better, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's a really great goal to work with lawmakers and get change at a higher level. However, I think there's a lot of challenges that come with that. Because even when you pass laws, you know, oftentimes it takes years sometimes to filter through everything and figure out what is actually going to happen when it actually goes into place. And so I just want to transition the conversation a little bit to parent pro tech, because even though we want to continue to work on a legislative solution, we certainly want to utilize solutions that we have in front of us now. And I had a chance to dive into the demo of Parent ProTech. And for our parents listening, I just want to say they cover things that I haven't even heard of, uh, <laughs> like uh, Yik Yak, uh, Be Real, some of these things. They obviously, they talk about Snapchat and Twitter and Twitch and Netflix and Disney Plus and all these other things, which is important. But what I really love about Parent ProTech, Brock, is you guys dive deep into technology apps to make sure that parents have a comprehensive understanding of what's happening. So talk a little bit about this parent protect and, and what you guys offer. No, and, and I'm glad you, glad you love the demo. We really wanted to focus first off on the education side and, and really being that one-stop shop for families to turn to when they need help on whatever platform or whatever, whatever device or whatever gaming console comes out that they want or need help on. And we're also kind of, like you said, trying to meet parents wherever and people wherever they are, whether they know the platform, but don't know the parental controls that are hidden throughout it, or don't know kind of the tips and tricks that you can do to, to make sure that the children aren't messaging people they shouldn't or, or whatever it might be. And so what we've built First off was the parent-focused content where we can really dive in and answer kind of what is the purpose of the platform? How do I navigate it? Uh, what parental controls do I have access to? How do I start conversations with my child about this platform? And, and kind of going through the good, the bad, and the ugly about it. Because uh, kind of like we've said, and, and we've realized that these platforms aren't built for kids, but they're not going anywhere. And so we need to learn how we can use them appropriately and also prepare students to to use them in the safest way possible. And also kind of unlock the the good aspects of it. ChatGPT being a huge one right, right now that can be used for good, but can also use for for bad as well, both on homework and exams and, but can also kind of help uh, teach them how to, build good prompts and ask good questions and more along those lines. But, but uh, so we really focused on initially on, on getting the platform specific content out where if a parent has a question on TikTok, they can go in, uh, watch all of our content. We actually do a walkthrough and show the parent step-by-step how to put the controls in place, how to pair it, pair it with a family account and so on. But as we continue to, to build uh, and kind of what we do is we put partnerships together with the schools and then 
the schools push it out to all their families, all their staff. Um, and so we were doing that and really realized that uh, if we really want to touch every single person, every single family, then we should start touching the students as well. And so a couple months ago, we started adding in content and curriculum geared towards them, kind of honing in on digital citizenship, digital footprint. What you post today could come back and haunt you when you apply to medical school or your dream job. Uh, more on protecting your personal information online. Uh, how to identify and what to do when you come across cyberbullying and the importance of bystanders and all of that. And so we're, we're pushing hard on that realm and then also kind of tied to the classroom, trying to do more personal development, professional development with teachers uh, because we're in such a tech age that whether it be on the Chromebook or the MacBook or whatever the school uses, making sure that they're uh, aware of what they can do to promote digital citizenship, but also be aware of what kids are being exposed to at such a young age nowadays. That is like amazing. Like a parent really can just jump in here and get answers to pretty much sounds like most of their technological questions. How much does it cost to be a member or to get access to this information, Brock? Yes. And uh, I, I just real quick, I'd say all of the curriculum that we're building too is is available to families as well. And so if they want to dive into more of these lessons or if they're homeschooling their children, then then that's another good option for them too. We've got a, a we're able to utilize federal and state funding if we go through the school. Um, and so if any listeners think that that's interesting and, and think that we'd be a good fit in their school, would love the introduction. And then if just a family wants to purchase it, uh, it's $4.99 per month. That's great. Wow. That's very Super affordable. affordable. <laughs> Thank you. Exactly. Well, and, and the other thing I'd say is like, if, if we're not answering a question that the parent has, our emails are wide open and we're happy to hop on like a Zoom call and help them figure it out or give advice via Zoom or whatever is best. Um, so really trying to meet them wherever they are um, with whatever knowledge they have about the platform. And going back one one more time, we also added a newsletter that we're sending out biweekly that's like quick tips and tricks, highlighting the platforms that have been updated and added new features or changed things that could be harmful to their children and and trying to give more bite-sized information for families to to get more periodically. That's incredible. You know, and this, I, I don't think it's even possible to put a number on this, but I mean, the hours it takes to dive into all of these technological resources and applications and find out all the things that parents need to know, that is definitely worth the investment. I mean, and if you couple that with Covenant Eye software, I mean, you're a powerhouse parent right there. I mean, you're educating and equipping yourself, you're educating and equipping your children, and then you're also putting a layer of protection on the devices. That's that's a complete win. So I'm, I'm liking this partnership here. This is great. We're, we're giving parents a way to really take on technology in a in a proactive way and not reactive, because oftentimes we find ourselves in that reactive state, which is not where we want to be as parents <laughs> with technology. Exactly. I want to dive into that for a second, Brock, because you guys are an affiliate of Covenant Eyes. So how do you see when when thinking about the parents listening or the parents who are interacting with Parent ProTech and all of the solutions that you guys offer with education, how do you see Covenant Eyes and Parent ProTech working and kind of providing that one-two punch for them? No, that's a great question. For me, I, I feel like I, I keep going back in my head to how young children are exposed to pornography nowadays. 
I read an article the other day that said, I think it was nine years old, um, which was a lot earlier than the last report that I'd seen. So definitely realizing that it's a epidemic that's plaguing families, our nation, the world. Um, and it's something that even with laws being passed in Louisiana, for example, that try to add age verification for the websites, that doesn't do anything when Twitter and these other platforms have just as much, if not more, horrible content, whether it's Reddit or Twitter or Discord or whatever else out there. And so that's what I love about adding in the the partnership with Covenant Eyes is we're identifying that pornography and extreme explicit content is everywhere and parents need help and kids need help to make sure that they don't get exposed to all of this content at such an early age. The other thing of it that I love is the accountability piece where kids don't have to do it alone. And I know it's an awkward conversation that parents would have to have with their children and children would have to have with their kids. But I think it's important and and y'all do a wonderful job pushing out the resources and kind of helping families have the conversations um, and also seeing kind of the damning things that can happen if the addiction continues to run loose and the impact that that has on relationships as a 18 year old and the impact it has when they're a parent with kids and, and kind of the, the long impacts that that can be. And so, so I, I think part of our job is to help identify and help put things in place to help prevent that. But when parents really want to have that, that, um, complete closure, then, then it makes perfect sense to have a partnership together and getting as much information out to families. Well, we're certainly excited to partner with parent pro tech and, and, support all the great work that you guys are doing. Brock, thanks so much for being on with us today. For our listeners, you can visit parentprotech.com to find out more information about this and how you can implement it into your family. We'll also post that link in the show notes. Karen, this is just a great tool. We have a lot of great guests on the Covenant Eyes podcast to talk, and I think this is one of the best parent tools that we have talked about so far on the podcast. Yeah, this is a great one. And I think all of our parents out there are going to be just (laughs) grateful for the opportunity to know that it exists and then get involved and start using it because it is, it's the wild west out there. And parents, I understand both of my kids, you know, just went through high school. We made it out. (laughs) It was tough. Technology is not easy to navigate and you do need a partner in that. And that's why, you know, partnering with Covenant Eyes as well as partnering with Brock and his organization is going to be a winning solution for you because you do need that help and it's okay to have help. And for our pastors out there, this is an opportunity for you to share this podcast with your families in the church too. Everybody, you know, goes to school somewhere, whether it's at home or in the public schools or in Christian school, and every school could probably use a little leveling up when it comes to technology too. So share this far and wide audience. We really are excited about this opportunity. Yeah, it's a, it's a great opportunity indeed. So 
That's all for today's podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. Again, please check out parentprotect.com and all of the great resources that Parent Protect has. Really want to encourage you, especially as a parent, to get involved and do something. You know, doing nothing is not an option at this point. I think we can see that just from our discussion today. So stay involved and continue to listen to the Covenant Eyes podcast. We bring you amazing guests every week. Thanks, everyone. We'll talk to you again soon. God bless.